This week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that wonders without the internet, how did we all find out that we blow on our Nintendo cartridges to clear the dust? <laughs> my name is Drew, I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. Here, how's hey, it going? Hey man, um, so this has been, uh, it, since we last talked, um, there's actually been a lot of news that's hit recently and it just gets weirder out there, and I feel like Hollywood is on the brink of a legitimate shutdown. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. It's weird, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, what are we watching? What are we reading? Yeah, what do you so, got? Um, the past week, I've kept myself pretty busy, or I guess I should say past two weeks, but uh, yeah, so I, um, I haven't watched much. The other day, I did start the series on Netflix called Cursed. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the new King Arthur flipped kind of thing, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's what's funny is, so I just saw that they have the show called Cursed, and it's starring, uh, I think the actress's name is Catherine Langford, who played Hannah Baker in 13 Reasons Why, and I was just, all I knew is, like, this is a medieval fantasy series, and it was just one of those nights where I was like, well, I need to watch something, I guess throw this on. And uh, they have, like, I don't want to call it a crawl, but they have a quick, like, uh, written explanation at the very beginning of the show, kind of like, not kind of similar to the Star Wars crawl, but much more brief. But in that little, like, piece of writing that comes up, it reveals that this is essentially a prequel to King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and the Sword of the Stone and all those stories. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then the show kept going, and then when the the beginning theme song starts, it's revealed that this is actually based on a comic book by Frank Miller, which I had no idea about at all. But I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so far, I'm enjoying it. I think the set pieces are really good. It's decently interesting, but I don't know if at this point it's moving too slow or I'm just not relating to any of the characters well enough but i'm a little bit bored with it like i feel bad saying so i think i'm going to give it a couple more episodes i'm not sure if i'm going to stick with this one so far it's presentation wise like i said like set set costumes cinematography like is all really cool i think i just haven't connected super deeply with the story yet if that makes sense sure the um What's interesting when you say about it moving too slow is that I always feel that um, with fantasy series, uh, I'm, and I know there's people out there that will disagree with me, but Game of Thrones aside, um, and I think I was a little too close to it, and that's why Game of Thrones didn't bother me, was the um, uh, the fact that I've a lot of fantasy series I always find move too slow at the beginning. 
Um, right. I like even though The Witcher had that like big moment like right away, I still felt that first episode was kind of slow. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, and I'm just thinking about like at the beginning of Lord of the Rings, like in the books, you spend so much time in the Shire before like the adventure actually starts and stuff. So maybe you have a point there, but hearing that, it's also kind of making me decide maybe I should give, like, I should definitely give this show a couple more episodes just to see how it goes. Like, I'm only two episodes in, so I guess it, I owe it a, at least another episode or two, you know? Right. Um, is that all you watched? Yeah, that's literally okay. the only thing so far. How about you? Um, well, I first off, Cursed has been on my list, so cool. Um, so nice. I have one thing that I watched that's going to segue right into news, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I didn't want to really watch anything new so much as I was, uh, looking through, um, HBO Max, um, and I was poking around a little bit just because, you know, wanted to see some stuff, and, uh, I watched, uh, Green Lantern First Flight, which is a DC animated film. I realized, oh, yeah. I realized I never actually watched it, um, so it was actually really cool, um, so that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. Um, and, uh, which I wonder if they would have just stuck with that for the source material and kind of like stuck with that for the movie. Um, it would have been a better, the, the, the Ryan Reynolds movie would have been better if they kind of want to, um, do you think it's like a better villain in that one? Is it like, well, Sinestro, so at the end of the Ryan Reynolds movie, Sinestro gets the yellow ring at the bonus scene. And this movie, he gets it, like, two-thirds of the way through, and then they actually have to fight Yellow Lanterns. Okay. So I I feel like it's kind of, like, a better... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a better overall... It was just a better... More cohesive or something. More cohesive. The story was better, you know, so overall. Yeah, okay. Um, So, um... And the, uh... The other thing I watched is the kid is starting to get into Simpsons, so we've uh, we we started watching we started watching in season one and just kind of been cruising through that on Disney Plus. So that's been really cool. Um, That's like that's cool because like so I mean Drew, you and I grew up on the Simpsons, and I feel like for years now, like I've been quoting the Simpsons, and it's just been like falling on deaf ears with like these random acquaintances I have because I, you know, like the Simpsons is definitely not as popular as it was like in the nineties. So like, I feel like I've had so many Simpsons references that have gone to waste for years because people are more into like, well, people got more into family guy and then now they're into like Rick and Morty or something like that. But it's awesome to hear that your kid is actually getting into the Simpsons. That's pretty awesome. Um, no, it was kind of cool, and he really likes Bart right now and the prank phone calls and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's 11, so I totally know why he likes Bart. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, the, uh, uh, so the other thing that I watched is today, um, so unfortunately by the time this podcast released, most people have seen it because it's been on the internet all morning. Um, today was the Xbox, uh, games showcase. Um, yes. so, which is basically like the Microsoft press conference because there's no E3 this year. Um, did you watch it? No, I completely didn't watch it at all. So, so enlighten me. Well, so the big thing, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of this. Uh, the, and they got, they showed off a lot of cool games. The big one that I was most excited to see more than anything was Halo Infinite. 
and the footage that they were going to release. And the so this kind of segues into news. So we'll just jump right in with this. Nice. Um, the uh, Halo Infinite I was expecting to be at the end. Like I thought that was going to be the last thing they were going to show. Like that's the that was the big swan song. Like we're out for the night. Here you go. Check this out. No, that's how they started the press conference. Um, and I wasn't even sure what I was looking at first. I thought it was an ad for, like, you saw a space station and this thing flying up, and I thought they were going to do a reveal of the new system coming out, like, look at it get made kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it ended up being the Halo footage. The um, the footage was astounding. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this, like, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I know I said it in circles of people that I talk to and travel with in terms of, like, throughout my day, I called it back when they announced Halo Infinite. I said, this is going to be an open-world Halo game. Yeah. And that is exactly what this is going to be. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It looks so amazing. That's Um, awesome. Yeah, so... I really have to watch this, like, trailer. It's like an eight-minute... It's like an eight-minute demo. You actually get to see eight minutes of full video game... of of gameplay footage um and they show some really cool new stuff like they have a they have the grapple shot which is basically like a um it's basically like a grappling hook like a batman style grappling hook that can pull you to like higher objects or pull objects to you and um yeah it it looks amazing and then the other one so i'm gonna say everyone should go check out the halo trailer and then the other big announcement which they showed a cinematic trailer that you didn't really know what it was, but the last thing they showed you was the title, and then they cut it, and they announced the new Fable um, game, which I'm real excited for another Fable. Um, I don't know about you. Have you played those? No, I've watched um, our brother Sean play a ton of Fable, just because he's, he's played like all those games over and over again, but uh, personally, I didn't play it at all. I remember when it came out, I was so intrigued by the... Uh, like, I feel like Fable is one of the first games that really did, like, a lot of character customization, and then the idea of, like, your character becoming more angelic or demonic based on, like, your actions in the game and stuff. Like, that stuff was so interesting at the time, but, uh, yeah, I haven't actually played the games myself, so. Yeah, um, uh, the... So yeah, the Microsoft Showcase was awesome. Um, like I said, there was a bunch of cool new games, but the big one for me was Halo. They showed it right off the beginning, and they showed it. Oh, I'm just so excited. Um, awesome. <laughs> let me, um, since this... Oh, I actually do have a question about Fable. Fire away. Sorry. Um, so, so, like, as far as I know, each Fable game kind of moves forward in time, if that makes sense. So, yeah. like, isn't the first one, like, medieval, and then you go... It goes to, like, more of, like, a French Revolution sort of uh, setting, and, like, the settings seem to progress through time. So is this new one, like, you know, is it, like, Industrial Revolution at this point? Or, it, like, looked, where it, it looked fantasy again, it, but it also okay. looks like they want... It almost looks like, just based on the cinematics of what we saw, it almost looked as if they were showing us the fact that we're trying... Like, almost like they're reinventing the franchise. So maybe okay. let's go back to the roots and do the fantasy again because that's what maybe they liked that the best. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, it, it did get to the point where I was wondering, are they going to get to just like modern day? <laughs> it's going to be just kind of like weird to be playing a Fable game that's like takes place in 2019 or something like that. But 
Yeah. Um, and uh, I was the the progression of time. Um, I thought was really cool with the other games, and um, the uh, I thought that was really cool with the other games that they were doing that, and when they kind of got to that colonial like pirates uh, kind of thing. Um, yeah. But uh, Fable as a whole, like it's such a cool. I love the fact that it's all about your choices, and it's all about your. Um, it's all about your choices. It's all about your. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? The, the emotional attachment to the characters and the, to the story. So when you actually get chosen to, do you protect the kingdom or do you kill your girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like, how do you handle that? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's probably the best way of wording it. Um, um, let's see. Um, let me pull up the news story. Um, so here we go. We're gonna. This is gonna be a little bit of a bounce around uh, because news is kind of like hitting all over the place. Uh, first off, Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiere delayed. Uh, it will okay. not. It will not make its August premiere date. Thoughts? Okay. Wow. Thoughts? Because they're just. I mean, they, you know. I'm curious. I'm curious if that's because they haven't been able to film everything they wanted to at this point, or if it coincides with the movie. I mean, I guess it's just, there could be a lot of reasons for this, so that's, I'm just more curious than anything. Uh, what What are your thoughts? Well, it's, the um, the thing that bugs me is that they were in a shooting stage, kind of like Mandalorian, and, I, and we all know Mandalorian got done before anything got hit, so all that they're doing is cleaning up visual effects, so that is still set for the release date. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't get, um, didn't get finished filming, and they've tried to go back and film, but I don't know where they're landing with that. I really don't. And to hear, and it kind of makes me concerned in the general sense that they have to push it, and it's not going to make the August date. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, very concerning and very, uh, I think we just need more information, you know, at this point, like. What is even what is even going on with this one? Yeah, and I well, the I this is a good segue into this story. So remember how Disney Gallery um, had I thought Disney Gallery was going to become uh, the it, like making the Mandalorian, and then maybe they would do making of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then making yeah. of this show, and then making of that movie, and it was just going to be kind of like a thing. Well, it sounds like Disney Gallery will remain a Mandalorian Star Wars-esque thing because a new Disney Plus docuseries is coming out called Marvel 616. Now, I'm not a big enough Marvel fan to know if 616 has any significance to the numbers, so if you know, please enlighten me. Um, but it's, I don't know. That, that number sounds so familiar, but specifically to the show, I don't know what that means. I, like, want to look it up right now, to be honest. That's, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, the reason I bring that up is because 616 is going to be basically the Disney gallery for the Marvel franchise. Okay. I mean, that's still pretty cool that they're doing multiple shows for it. Um, but it makes me wonder why don't they have, like, have like the Star Wars shows have, it, have its own one and stuff like that. Um, um, well, I liked the idea. I liked my idea of what the... Um, my idea with the Disney gallery, but hey, you know, that's <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> right. Um, but I like it, having the deep dive Star Wars docu-series and then having a deep dive Marvel docu-series, that's cool. So, 
Um, so yeah, 616, there's no release date for it yet, but we'll see what happens. Um, since we're on the Disney side of things, let's talk about this. Um, rumor. Donald Glover reprises his role of Lando Calrissian in an upcoming Disney Plus series. Okay, um, this is fun. That's cool. It is, and uh, maybe that means Obi-Wan, uh, because we know Lando is around at that point. Maybe that means... Um, yeah, that Obi-Wan would be perfect. Obi-Wan would be a perfect spot for him. Uh, Lando could also have interactions with um, the Cassian Andor series, because that's going to take place during that time period as well. Um, right. So... Just to have the fact that we're going to have possibly have Lando, Lando back, it is rumor, and it is not confirmed by Lucasfilm. Now, the big thing, and I'm going to bring this up specifically about Lucasfilm, is when rumors hit, if it is not actually said so by Lucasfilm, it's not true until Lucasfilm says it. Um, and, that's, and that's the weird part about the, those rumors anyway. So. Yeah. This is a, it's a cool story. I hope they do this. I don't think, uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine anybody would be upset about Donald Glover coming back as Lando because, you know, I think he did a great job. I think that's the general consensus. So it's kind of a no-brainer. I just hope it actually happens. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, so I just, it is a no-brainer, and I feel like Donald Glover is enough. He wants to do this. Do you know what I mean? So, okay, so here is, this is interesting, uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are going to be doing a movie uh, for Netflix. It is a $200 million movie <laughs> for, okay. for Netflix, and it, they're going to be doing it with the Russo brothers. Okay. And it's going to be an action thriller, and it's going to be titled The Gray Man. Um, now, being a comic book fan, I don't know what powers Gray Man has. Um, <laughs> I, right. I don't know if it's a superhero movie. I just thought it was interesting. I didn't know. Do you have any thoughts on this at all? I just thought that was kind of cool. I mean, action thriller, it's got to have... I don't know if, it's, if it'll be superhero, but it has to be, like, sci-fi or, like... It has to be something like that with the budget and, like, that they have action in there. But as far as Gray Man as a comic book character... I've never heard of him, but, yeah, I don't really know. Um, Netflix seems to like to buy up properties under people's noses that, like, nobody really notices or thinks about. So maybe Gray Man is some crazy indie comic book character that we just don't know about. <laughs> I, right. uh, I think it, overall, I mean, the cast and the directors and all that sound awesome, so I'm in for it whenever it comes out. But, yeah, that's about all I can say on that story. Um, the, uh, yeah, so I don't have, there's not a lot to say on it just because it, it made me laugh when I saw the title, uh, cause I'm like, well, what does gray man do? <laughs> um, but, uh, we'll see. Um, I like those two actors and then putting the Russo brothers on it. That's really cool. Um, okay. Um, we'll sa we'll save the sad one for last. Um, Game of Thrones prequel series, House of the Dragon has begun casting. I heard, I heard about this one. Uh, season one will have ten episodes, and the series will reportedly include the Targaryen Civil War, uh, which is also known as the Dance of Dragons in Game of Thrones lore. So, um, there's no, again, there's still no date. It's just awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, subject matter, like, that's a cool synopsis to be excited about so far. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it, but... 
like you said, like I saw the I saw the news story for this one that they're casting, and I was like, well, it's still gonna be a while before we see anything. So I was just like, that's cool, but you know, I'll save my ex- excitement for a little later on. But yeah, definitely good to yeah. hear. So here's the sad one, and this is why I brought up the fact of Hollywood shutting things down. Um, we've heard reports that Hollywood's going to trudge forward. We've heard reports that Hollywood is backing things off. We heard a lot of things about moving. Um, yes. So Mulan, the live-action Mulan, has been completely rescheduled. It's been pulled. Um, oh. It's okay. been pulled completely with no release date set as of yet. Um, yeah. Avatar has been pushed back at one year as of right now. The Star Wars films have been pushed back a year. So instead of 2022, we're looking at 2023. Um, the big one that I thought was interesting that really hit hard because I was going to brave the, I was going to brave COVID to go to the movie theaters for this tenant, Christopher Nolan's tenant has been delayed, has been delayed indefinitely. Uh, Warner brothers says they will need to be flexible with the film's release. They have pulled the movie from its release schedule entirely. Um, and the other one has, there is no release date currently in the works for the film. Um, so this is going to be a very interesting Oscar year. This is going to be a very interesting, um, um, it was going to be a very interesting Oscar year. It's going to be a very interesting Emmy year. Um, like I said, I don't know, like thinking about my DVR stacking up, like I haven't touched things on my DVR because I don't know if I'm going to have TV in the fall. So I'm like, what's the, what's the rush, you know? Absolutely. It's also going to be interesting at the end of the year just to see the um, box office stats. You know, what movie, you know, grossed the most at the box office this year? It's going to be very interesting to see that. Like, is it going to be Birds of Prey? (laughs) You know, is it going to be Sonic? I don't really know. Um, But yeah, I mean, all those movies you mentioned, I'm looking forward to. So it's kind it is really sad. Um, And it's just kind of weird. Like, I didn't realize Mulan wasn't out yet, but I remember, like, at work when I actually wasn't working at home and going into the office every day and stuff, me and some of my coworkers would talk about some of these movies. Like, Mulan's a perfect example where we'd be, like, talking about the latest Mulan rumors and stuff, and then it's kind of weird because, you know, I've spent the last four months at home, and I just didn't realize like the stuff isn't happening like it's kind of a really weird i mean obviously it's just a really weird time we're in where we don't even it's almost like time has paused because all the stuff that usually happens all these blockbuster movies and events just aren't happening i know i know we're gonna get we have san diego comic-con is doing a virtual con which is kind of cool so we'll get some san diego comic-con news but it's gonna be like virtual panels and i was look you can still get the exclusives i saw that you can like order them online oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> so that's cool and then i also saw that um and i don't know this made me laugh there's gonna be a new mutants panel um at san diego Con- <laughs> cool. for this virtual san diego comic yes um I think we're gonna have to do a special episode when that movie finally comes out <laughs> we have to do something we're gonna have to do a the film commentary so you know i have a, a friend of mine's kid listens to our show yeah. and uh we were and i he asked me he asked me when we're doing a kids show because he really want he really thinks that we should do a kids show, and I've told him that him and my kid will I'm, they're more than welcome to come on the show and we'll do a kids show and we'll do a, we'll maybe we'll just have him come in for the top five like we'll do the news like usual and then we'll have him come in and we'll discuss a top five, but I said to him, 
you guys need to pick the list. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want to talk about? I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna pick. Like, let's do documentaries and have the kids on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah that's. We'll have to do like animated series or I don't know YouTubers or something. I'm not sure what our list will be, but yeah. Um. The uh, so we'll see how that works, but. It's just an odd time, and I don't think we're going to run out of stuff to talk about because we're going to constantly have, like, list ideas and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, it was just when you said Mulan, it was just kind of this weird moment for me because I was just like, man, time has really paused for the last how many months because I haven't talked about the Mulan movie for a while. <laughs> I know. Like, it was me the... And, me and people at work used to talk about that, like, every other day, and now what the heck, but... What were you saying? Um, yeah, the Mulan thing is like I thought that was supposed to be out before COVID hit. I did. I don't even remember the original release date for it. Oh yeah, yeah probably already was supposed to be out. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, I don't really have. That's kind of it for news. Unless you have anything you want to say about the state of Hollywood and movie theaters <laughs> going out of business. So. Um, hang in there. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I. same old thing like hopefully this blows over because we all still want to see all these different franchises that we're excited about do well so you know i hope we can go see the movies or go to the movies again sooner than later and all that but yeah other than that i don't have too much to say but yeah just uh, hang in there i guess <laughs> um the uh well do you want to talk about the list then man because we're kind of yeah, without the news without with the news being light lately it just we roll through it a little quicker so um yeah. all right well cool um in that case um uh ryan you know what to do man list time roll the thing and now for the top five all right well hey we're back um, all right, so here's what we got. So this was my pick. Um, this is a list that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Uh, I literally was saving it for like a rainy day kind of thing just because I really like this year and we kept talking about some of these things. So like some of these movies you've heard us talk about ad nauseum, but hey, we're this, and I guarantee Peter and I matched on a lot of them. Um, so we're tonight's set list is top, top five movies from 2008. Uh, this was a monster, monster year for movies. I think I was in the movie theater every single week, um, possibly twice in a week. Uh, Peter, what about you? So, I think I thought I was just because I knew, like, I think 2008, it was like the summer before my senior year in college, and I think I was at the movie theaters a lot, but when I was actually compiling my list, I realized I saw a lot less movies um, than I thought I did. So I don't know if it was just like I was only in the theater to see the blockbusters or whatever, but yeah, I mean I I saw a decent amount, but I'm only at uh I'm only at forty five movies I think for two thousand eight, and I know you've seen more than me. <laughs> so you, so you have forty five. You watched forty five movies in two thousand eight. So yes, yeah. This is that, at least at least the wide release ones. I don't know if there's some indies and stuff <laughs> that I ended up seeing that didn't make my list. So but. as funny as this sounds, this is the hundred and third episode of the podcast, and in two thousand eight, I watched hundred and three movies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, so, and that's almost two every week. 
I know that's insane. <laughs> and like some of them, like some of them, I know I watched at home on the couch when they released on like Blu-ray, Blu-ray or something, or like I rented them or something. But holy cow! Um, so yeah, how about this? Uh, this was my list. So you get first go at uh, your. Um, oh, I, I bef- do have two honorable mentions. Before you do, before you do, because we're doing a year, uh, these do have to be ranked. Yep. Okay. And uh, the best picture winner this year was uh, No Country for Old Men. I don't know if that made anyone's list. We'll find out. But that was the best picture winner this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now we can. Um, I have two honorable mentions as well. It was hard to not to not have. I, I wanted like twelve. So. Right. Um. So yeah, my first honorable mention is The Incredible Hulk. Um, I just <laughs> talked about this movie extensively on the MCU episode, but um, I really liked this movie. I thought the action scenes were awesome. I thought it was a. I liked that it was part of the MCU, but it also was a uh, unofficial continuation of the Ang Lee Hulk movie, I guess. And uh, yeah, I just I just liked it overall. I thought it was a good comic book movie for the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have much to say about it that we didn't already say you know, two episodes ago. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, how about you? Well, my first honorable mention is Zack and Miri make a porno. Nice. Or, or Zack and Miri, uh, because yeah. they, they had to change the title for the home release. Uh, this is a Kevin Smith movie. Uh, we all know that we've talked about how we like the Kevin Smith movies. I, this was great because this was clearly a Kevin Smith style comedy, but at the end of the day, it really was a love story. And it was, and I really liked how it all, Piece together, came together, that kind of thing. Um, it's 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 just a re- such a really good movie. And then the uh, the song by the band Live that plays in the movie. Uh, there's a story Kevin Smith obviously tells it better than I do, but he had to get special rights to um, have that song in the uh, movie because it's never been released. So nice, that's awesome. Yeah, but no, the movie's great, and it's really about two people that are just down on their luck and they need cash and they decide to make a porno film. Uh, with their friends to try and earn money. <laughs> yeah. One of the best things the movie does, too, is, like, makes, like, the situation that the, like, Zack and Miri are in that, like, leads to their choices in the movie does, does seem, like, really relatable. And you kind of watch it and you can see, like, okay, I can see why they chose to do this sort of thing. So there's such a good job, like, Kevin Smith did such a good job, like, making everything relatable, even though the subject matter is, like, pretty ridiculous, but I like this one, this movie a lot as well. Um, uh, so my next honorable mention uh, is another pretty goofy comedy. Uh, I picked the movie Role, Role Models. Um, so this is the Paul Rudd, Sean William Scott comedy. Um, this movie I just like a lot. It's not, I don't know if I think it's like, like, I don't know if I can say it's, like, the greatest movie ever, but I just, I get a big kick out of this movie, and maybe that's because, like, a big subplot in the movie has to do with LARPing, which I think is, like, pretty funny, because it's the only movie I know that actually has a plot like that and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I just think this one, this movie's hilarious, really enjoyable, um, yeah, I don't know too much else to say about well, it. Well, this is the movie that made me go, I want to go play, I want to go LARPing. Like how do yeah, I get a, how do I get how do I get a group of friends to go LARP? Uh, for those if you don't know what LARPing means, that means live action role playing game. Um, yeah, there you go. And you should watch uh, Role Models because it is a wonderful wonderful movie, and it is like it's like 
aside from being a good story, it is so funny from top to bottom. It is such a good movie from beginning to end. Um, yeah. And I was very surprised because I didn't really know. I was like, oh, it's a Paul Rudd comedy. This will be cool. And then just laughed all the way through it. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm hitting another comedy on my next honorable mention, and that is Pineapple Express. Oh, nice. This um, made my short list for sure. Actually, I mean, both your honorable mentions made my short list, but yeah, great pick. Um, so, Pineapple Express, um, it's basically your classic stoner movie that, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, your uh, drug dealer pot kind of movie. It's really, <laughs> this movie really surprised me, and I was really shocked as to how much I liked it, but they clearly, this. it's almost like they went and made a movie with no adult supervision. <laughs> It's <laughs> um, almost like the best way I can describe it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it, otherwise everyone should go check this movie out. It's a movie that... Do you know what Flick Chart is, Peter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Flick Chart is probably one of the... If you're into movies, it's one of the greatest time suck websites you can go to. And you literally, like... As you play with the website, it basically builds your top 20, top 50, top 10, whatever, your favorite movies. I've played with it enough that my personal list looks like it should, except for some reason, I say that because for some reason, Pineapple Express will not get out of my top 10. And I, and I think it's because every time it comes up in circulation, it's because it's against something that I know I like Pineapple Express more than. So I keep clicking. <laughs> so... That's awesome. One thing I can say about Pineapple Express is, like, I think there's a, a bunch of other movies that have done this since, but at the time, I think it was decently innovative in the way that it combined, um, like, a comedy movie and an action movie, because it is kind of, like, it's a ridiculous comedy, but at the same time, it is, like, a ridiculous, like, underground crime sort of action movie about these drug dealers and all that, and uh, it was a really cool combination, but... The movie's just hilarious. Um, my favorite part is definitely the uh, diner scene at the very end of the movie. I think that's, like, just so, so funny. Um, and I can leave that at that, but uh, definitely a great pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right, man. Well, your first pick of the night is... Okay, so my number five pick is Be Kind or Rewind. Um, we've talked about this movie a couple times on this show, I believe. Um, and I picked this one mostly just because, um, I, I think this movie, besides being just very funny, I think is an extremely, it has an extremely creative premise, um, and I love kind of, uh, it has this, like, subtle meta-ness to it, where it is a movie for people who love movies, and I really appreciate that, but, uh, yeah, this is another movie that makes me smile, it's, uh, it's super creative. I just think it's a great time. Uh, I don't know if you have any have too much to say about Be Kind or Wine. Like I said, I know we've talked about this once or twice before, but a, a movie for people who love movies is probably the best way of wording it because of the yeah. because of the plot of that film where they have to like what is it they all the movies got like it wasn't like a robbery or anything they all got i don't remember how the why they had to recreate they basically had to recreate all the movies in a video yes. store so people could so rent them what happened is it's jack jack black and uh most staff work at a video store and jack black ends up getting electrocuted <laughs> and he gets magnetized and so like while he's in the video store he ends up touching every vhs tape in there 
And since he's magnetized, he ruins them all. So they have to retape over every tape in the movie store to make their own versions of it. So they basically make these really short, low-budget versions of uh, every movie that's in there. And it's really funny. Uh, the first movie they do is Ghostbusters, and there's this hilarious sequence where they're filming Ghostbusters, and you see uh, the movie that they come up with and how they do all the special effects. And it kind of just goes from there, but there's so many different um, movies that they parody, I guess. Or in the movie, they call them sweet. They're sweeted movies because... They say it's the Swedish version in quote in quotes. So yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say besides that. But it's a super creative premise for a film. It was, and that, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I'm just. It's it's weird because every you and I always like we like the same movies a lot of times. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, this it's a really unique movie. Um, and that's one of the things that it really stood out to me. Um, it's, it's a little longer than I thought it was going to be. So, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, does that roll to me for my first one? Yeah. Yeah. Go, go for it. Uh, so my first one, uh, I feel like this should be higher and I'm going to get chastised for the fact that it not being higher, um, is Iron Man. Okay. Um, as soon as you said you were going to be chastised, I knew this was going to be the one you were going to say, but... Well, I honestly have a feeling you and I match on the number one for the night, but um, the uh, Iron Man, we talked about it last week. It's such a good Marvel film. Uh, I do have some movies that kind of sit above it, unfortunately, so sorry, Iron Man, but this was this was one of those things where if you were going to see one movie in 2008, there's a different movie you should have gone and seen, but Iron Man was definitely the number two. <laughs> so Yeah, I was, I was going to say, yeah, probably the top two, but yeah, um, Iron Man's awesome. <laughs> we just talked about it a lot, but we did the MCU episode, and Iron Man stayed in my top five after going through all the other 23 MCU films, so I obviously like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to really know our thoughts on Iron Man, go back a couple episodes and listen to episode 100. So Yeah, um, I, think you're, I think Iron Man was in your top five, too, if it I did. It did. Iron Man yeah. stayed through the whole way in that little game we played, so. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I guess yeah. I could go for my next no, pick. Yeah, you're number four. Okay, so I picked the movie Cloverfield, the first movie, the giant monster uh, found footage film about a kaiju uh, basically destroying, uh, I believe it was New York City, and uh, the characters surrounding this uh, camcorder that was filming everything. This is a movie that... When I first saw it, I actually didn't like it. Like, I saw the movie, and it didn't sit well with me. And I think it's because at the time that I saw this movie, I was very... I felt like movies had to have a happy ending, and the ending of Cloverfield didn't feel satisfying to me because it was kind of a downer. But the thing is, I rewatched the movie, and I started to appreciate a lot of just kind of... I guess, like, the tightness of the story. Like, it's a very tightly written script where everything kind of affects each other and everything by the end everything is kind of wrapped up in a very implied sort of way and I really appreciated that and then I also really like how the movie starts out with this goofy guy walking around a party with a camcorder and uh, basically all hell breaks loose as this monster attacks the city and kind of uh, the, at that point the movie a giant monster movie and 
running for your life and we're all going to die sort of thing. But I really appreciated how at this one party you have all the characters were kind of introduced and it was actually like a really funny party sequence. And just the way that, I think the way the movie's written is really well done because of how they concisely introduce the characters and show how all the events play play out. It has like a very good like economy of dialogue, I guess I could say. And then uh, I was going to say one more thing and I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess what I'm saying is like, even though I didn't like this movie on first watch, I ended up appreciating it because I realized just the creativity in it. And I just, I really like this one. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Cloverfield, Drew. Um, Cloverfield is great. Um, being a found footage film, what is it? Was it the first found footage film? No, because uh, like Blair oh Witch. Blair Witch. I'm sorry, I don't know why I thought. <laughs> I don't know why I thought. Yeah. Um, no, because it was also it wasn't the only found footage film in 2008 either, because of quarantine. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because of quarantine. So, uh, but no, Cloverfield was cool. Just the idea of how they put it together, and I still want to know what fell into the water at the end. Just saying. <laughs> right. Um, another thing um, I was going to mention, actually you saying found footage reminded me of that last thing I was going to say is, I think Cloverfield, um, and I believe Blair Witch as well, but I think they do found footage right, where it's one camera the whole time, because in my opinion, like a found footage film seems more real when it's just all footage from one camera, because... Otherwise, you're watching footage from different cameras, and you're sitting there thinking, like, well, who went there after the fact and edited all this footage together, <laughs> if that makes sense. And I really like how Cloverfield has this, it's one point of view, it's one camera filming the whole thing, and they even figured out a way to bring flashbacks into the story in a found footage film where it would actually, actually make sense. So I, I really appreciate that, um, yeah, about this movie, so... Yeah. Um, is it mine? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, the, my number four pick for the night is a movie called Definitely Maybe. Um, have I? I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the show before. Um, maybe. Have, maybe. <laughs> I, don't um, think I've, I don't think I've ever seen this one, but uh, yeah, go, go on. The, um, so this is, a, this is basically, so Ryan Reynolds um, is a single dad, um, and... This takes place right when the uh, Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal happened, and um, was it? Hmm, I could be wrong. I could be drawing a blank because the kid came home asking all kinds of sex questions, so I could be getting my thing crossed a little bit. And the reason okay. I say that, the reason I say that, is because he worked in the movie. He worked on Bill Clinton's campaign. So okay. I don't remember, I know the scandal is discussed in the movie, I just don't remember if it was at the beginning and that's why the question started, or if it happened later in the movie. I could be crossing my plot lines a little bit there. Okay. Um, but Ryan Reynolds has, he's got an ex-wife and his daughter asks how they met, and he decides that she, and he tells her that she wasn't necessarily the first girl he thought about in terms of getting married to and having kids with, and she's like, what are you talking about? And he decides to tell her a story about these three girls in his life. And he tells her at the beginning, he goes, I'm going to change all the names and I'm going to tell you the story and you tell me who you think your mom is in the story. And it was kind of like a little fun thing with the girl, with his daughter. And he tells her this like crazy, like he tells her this like big elaborate story and you meet all the three girls. And even though you've seen who the mom looks like because he's changed the names, 
you don't know if they've switched the actresses around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're you're learning about this as you go. It is a very wonderful, touching story to watch, and it's got a great ending, and it's got it's it's a really really cool movie. And if you like politics and movies, uh, you'll really like it because you get to see some historical stuff with the um, Clinton campaign and that kind of stuff. So. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. This is one that um, I haven't seen. I think um, it's just like. <laughs> I think I'm probably outside of the demographic that it was marketed towards, but uh, it sounds pretty creative. It sounds really clever, so I'd definitely be up for watching this one at some point. I just haven't seen that yet. You should. It's really good. Um, I would let you borrow it, but you still have my copy of Vampires. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch that, by the way? I still haven't watched it. I really need to. I see it on the shelf like every day. Maybe i, I got to do that this weekend or something. I'm sorry that I haven't No, it's all good. That, but... <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so this rolls back to you, yeah. Pick? What's that? Yeah, it's your pick, man. Oh, okay. Uh, so my next pick is Iron Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't necessarily know what to say about it at this point, but uh, like we said, this is one of the one of the best superhero movies this year. Um, it was one of the biggest... There's a couple movies that came out this year that I feel like everybody saw, and I feel like Iron Man was definitely one of those. So. Right. And it's a great movie. It, I think it's, it stands the test of time. I think it's it's still one of the best MCU movies. Uh, it's just great. So. Yeah. Um, and I would talk more about Iron Man, but we spent a whole episode on Marvel. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, like three episodes ago, we spent a whole episode on Marvel. So. Yeah. Um, so, all right. This goes back to me, I guess. So my third pick for the night is Step Brothers. Um, this movie, I'm, I fell in love with this movie, like, on the get-go. Um, this movie is, uh, just, God, I laugh and laugh and laugh every time I see this movie. (laughs) Um, everything about it just is so funny, and every, and the more I watch it, the funnier it gets. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know, do you have anything to say about Step Brothers? It's literally the most ridiculous concept for a movie, but it is so good. This is a movie that I uh, I actually avoided for a while because I I remember seeing trailers for it and I thought it just looked stupid and uh, I remember I like it was somebody I worked with or something like forced me to watch it <laughs> and it was like in a group setting so it was perfect and I was like no this movie is amazing this is hilarious and then ever since I saw it like me and that guy at work had the this sort of like stepbrothers uh, you know like running commentary and stuff like that going on at work but uh yeah no this is a great one um yeah i don't it's hard to know what to say but it's a great comedy like it's hilarious i did do you want to go do karate in the garage yep (laughs) (laughs) you know like come on Mm -hmm. um yeah so this rolls back to you man awesome so my number two pick is hellboy 2 the golden arm so I think that I think when you look at at this year, I do think that Iron Man is one of, is one of the one of the best movies that came out this year. I think Hellboy two, based on like my own like personal tastes, I like just a little bit more than Iron Man as far as superhero movies go. And I think it's just because of the the crazy set pieces and the like really imaginative uh, creature design and stuff like that and Hellboy 2, I just 
since it came out, I really appreciated it as just like a just an awesome adventure, like superhero movie with a lot of really crazy uh, visuals. Um, I really love uh, monster design and creature design in movies and stuff like that. And Hellboy has Hellboy two especially, but the first one as well. Like they have that in spades. Like there's so many cool creatures in this movie and uh at the time like i thought that this like i remember seeing hellboy 2 uh the summer of 2008 and being like oh man this is the best movie that's came out this year like this is this movie's awesome and then another movie came out and i was like okay well hellboy 2 is still the second best in my opinion but yeah i uh, i really love this one i don't know i feel like drew you you've said you aren't as fond of Hellboy 2 as me maybe in the past or something like that. I'm not a big of, I'm not a fan of it the way you are, but I did like yeah. Hellboy 2 better than the first Hellboy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. For some reason I thought you said otherwise, but maybe I'm just imagining things. Right. Um, no, I, I like, I like both of them. I like the, um, I definitely like Hellboy 2 better. It's one of those things where, you go back to the first one and it sets everything up and it's good and you yeah. try and rewatch it, but then you watch a movie and eventually, I'm going to be bringing this point up again, eventually you, you're going to watch the second movie and you're going to go, oh, that's the world building that they were doing to get you to this point. Yep, yeah, that's, a, that's actually a great explanation. And it's a great point for a movie that I'm going to talk about later. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, I will say Hellboy 2 compared to the first one is a lot more accessible and it's a lot more um it's kind of like a lot goofier and there's a lot more jokes where the first one's a little bit more slow moving and serious but both are really good in their own right but uh yeah uh i think we're at your number two is that correct um yeah my number two yes um and i'm surprised this didn't make your list i really am but that's okay and that is unless it's your number one but i'll be surprised uh but that is forgetting sarah marshall Oh yeah, okay. This one made my short list as well. Um, um this yeah, movie This movie is just oh my god, I love this movie so much. Um the uh the thing about this movie is this is a movie that if it is on TV, I stop flipping channels every single time. It does not matter what is on television. I will have to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> um definitely watch the unrated cut. Um, definitely watch the bonus features uh, with the line reads because they have some stuff on there where they basically all the lines that didn't make the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the uh, and what's cool like some of the there's some cuts where it's Eldest Snow or like Russell Brand and Jeremy uh, um, Jason Siegel and Russell Brand are talking and it's literally like line after line after line of them trying stuff that didn't work but they're laughing all the way through it. <laughs> um, That's awesome. And it's some of the funniest stuff but the movie, man, cuz the first time I watched the movie, I wasn't sure if I liked it. I really didn't know how I felt about the movie. And then I was like, I'm sitting there on the couch going, I liked it, but did I like it? And then I watched all the bonus features immediately. And then as soon as the bonus features were done, I started the movie over. <laughs> I just and I basically watched the movie <laughs> twice, bonus features in the middle, back to back. Yeah. Um. It's just it's such a great movie. It's such a great story. It made me laugh all the way through. It still does all the time. So. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. This. Yeah. This is a really great one. This is like 
this one just barely didn't make my honorable mentions, but this is a great movie, and I'm not really sure what it is, besides that it is really funny, but something about it, like, yeah, if I see it on TV, like, I stop and I end up watching the whole thing as well. Um, then, oh, one thing I was going to say is, I think we've talked about Get Him to the Creek on the show before, yes. and I actually finally watched that movie the whole way through, um, I want to say like a month or two ago, because <laughs> I had actually never watched Get Him to the Greek. It was one of those things where I had tried to a number of times, and each time I was interrupted, and then I was just like, all right, well, screw it. I'm never going to actually get to watch this whole thing. But uh, yeah, I, I just finally watched that pretty recently, and uh, that was pretty hilarious too, so there uh, you go. What I love, I love about Get Him to the Greek, one of the things I like a lot is when he goes... <laughs> He's on the airplane and he's talking to Jonah Hill, and they hear the advertisement for Sarah Marshall's like, because Get Him to the Greek is the unofficial sequel to Sarah Marshall, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and he's here's the advertisement for her new show, and he pauses and he's like, I think I had sex with that girl. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Yeah, I forgot about that part. But really funny, um, and I love how it's connected, and then the, and then his music uh, throughout forgetting Sarah Marshall, and then throughout um, Get Him to the Greek, just so good. So, um, but the only the only thing I don't like about Get Him to the Greek is that Jonah Hill plays a different character than he does in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But he's also like a at least that's what I understand it from it. But he's also like a huge Elvis Snow fan, which I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't have to say what to say besides that. It's just like I always thought that was like a weird thing about it. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about all the music from the movie, and I'm kind of laughing at myself, so. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, um, well, should we move on to my number one? Yeah, and it's probably the same as mine, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's The Dark Knight, uh, so there you go. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah, go ahead, man. Well, like I said, like, Hellboy 2 was my favorite movie from this year until I saw The Dark Knight. Um, and I was just like, well, I guess Hellboy 2 is my second favorite at this point because The Dark Knight was just so good. And it was one of those things where... So, like, I like superheroes a lot, and I like Batman a lot, but going into, the, going into see The Dark Knight, I felt like the hype was already so high that I was like let's see if it's really that good. And then I, I saw it in the movie, just kind of blew any expectations I had out of the water. And it was just like, it's such a well-crafted story, and it's just such a good um, crime story without even focusing on the superhero stuff. And it's just one of those things where everything felt so right about it. And I loved I loved the movie because of that. Um, I We've talked about this movie a number of times. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts here, Drew? Um, so here's the thing. I mentioned the thing about... Look, we all know that I'm a big okay. Batman fan, and I talk about it all the time. Um, the thing about The Dark Knight is is that we all watched Batman Begins in 2005, and we went, that was good. And then The Dark Knight came out, and like The Batman Begins was like a very earnest, realistic take on Batman, and we're all like, that was really good. Like I liked that a lot. Yeah. That's cool. And then when we found out they were doing another movie, we were like, oh, cool, they're going to do something in that, like, they're going to follow, follow the pieces and everything. And then we heard about the casting of the Joker and all that stuff, and it was... And then we started seeing some footage of the Joker, and we're like, ooh, this is going to be really good, and then the excitement built and built and built. Yeah. This is a movie that did not let down. 
this is a movie in my where when we saw The Dark Knight, we realized the groundwork that was being laid with Batman Begins. Like, oh, that's what happens when you do the groundwork for your world building. And now that your world's established, this is the movie you can make. Um, yeah. The thing about The Dark Knight for me is I personally feel, and I know the Marvel fanboys, like, you can argue with me all you want, but you can also go look at, like, IGN and IMDb and, like, all these other places that everyone holds The Dark Knight as one of the greatest superhero movies of all time above the Marvel stuff. Um, But The Dark Knight for me set a bar that all comic book movies or superhero movies should should adhere to like this is the bar and i feel like marvel was getting real close with some of their stuff but i just don't feel like anyone's met that bar yet um and i just recently took another pass at the dark knight out of curiosity and it oh dude oh dude the movie is so good um it's like this it's so solid the script is so tight the acting the cinematography everything just fantastic so yeah and this is another one of those ones that like if the Dark Knight's on TV, you just sit there and you watch the whole thing. <laughs> like, it's kind of just hard to even... Even if you're like, I'm only going to watch this one scene, it's hard to pull yourself away from it. Um, one of my things, since you mentioned the script, one of my favorite things about the writing in this movie is how much... How much... I think the writing in this movie is really clever because of the way it leaves things to your imagination. Like, it doesn't... So one of my favorite parts of the movie is... And it's like super it's like a super obvious part but it's the part where it's like the whole like i'm gonna make this pencil disappear like that scene and it's not because it's really unexpected and really violent but i think it's the way like you saw that scene and you don't see a lot of other like tricks in quotes from uh the joker in this movie but ever since you see that scene you just have in the back of your head i bet he has a lot of really messed up demented tricks like that and they only had to show you one but then you're just thinking like what else does that guy do like that's crazy and then uh another part that really kind of brings that to mind is the part where there's uh there's the two boats and they both have uh remotes to destroy bombs on the other on the other boat yeah and uh i remember watching that scene and spoilers like neither of the boats actually blows the other boat up but i remember thinking like i bet if they press the button they would actually blow their own ship up but the the movie never comes out and says that that's just kind of like something in your imagination and there's a lot of like little things about the writing of this movie that just kind of hint at things that you kind of have to come to realize yourself and i think because there's so much uh, nuance to the writing, I guess, it kind of makes a lot of those ideas kind of last a lot longer in your head and in your imagination, as opposed to if they had more of a straightforward approach. Um, so, yeah, I really appreciated that aspect of it. Um, yeah, this movie is just, uh, it's just so good, man. Um, and it really, and Heath Ledger definitely deserved his Oscar. It's too bad this movie didn't, um, go farther because of, like, what it was, and maybe, like, you know, maybe this should have been the best picture of the year kind of thing. Um, so, I don't know. It's just, and that's, I mean, this was also the Academy not wanting to, you know, uh, you know, acknowledge comic book movies because people didn't take them as seriously. You know what I mean? So... (laughs) 
one of these days a superhero movie is gonna win best picture and you know we'll all be saying like well we have the dark knight to thank because you know <laughs> right. this, movie, <laughs> this movie in a lot of ways made people take uh you know capes and tights seriously so yeah well, dude, that we could be on. We could do a whole episode just on the Dark Knight, and I've talked about it ignosium and other episodes and that kind of thing. So, um, we uh, this kind of brings us to the end of the night. So, um, what's our list for next week? Yeah, so um, I, I decided on a list that we haven't done, and I just it kind of surprises me that we haven't yet. But uh, I want to talk about our top five teen comedies next week. So we're um, talking about she's all that. And uh, American Pie. An American Pie. Uh, and list could be American Pie movies if you want. <laughs> it, it very much could be. Yeah, I mean, you could go with like some of the classic '80s ones. You could do like, I don't know, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, yeah, this know, is going to be a. Porkies, that's the other one I was thinking of. But. Throwing Ferris Bueller's Day off. This could be a. This is a. This is a rabbit hole, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like all the John, yeah, all the John Hughes films. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually it's not actually, a big... I, I, oh. I'm gonna... It's gonna be very, uh... I feel it's a little bit wrong for me to say, but I'm not that big of a John Hughes fan. I, I think he has his moments, but... He's I'm got his really moments, but I'm not, like... The majority of his bad. movies, I'm like... Because, like, I don't like The Breakfast Club. I don't see why people put it on the pedestal that they do. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Um, I mean, I liked it the first time I saw it, but that's, like, kind of like it. So... <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we'll probably talk about that maybe a little more next week because that sounds like a pretty interesting debate. Yeah, right. Yeah, this will be a fun fun list to talk about. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. That's another episode in the can, if you will. Um, So if you would do us all a favor, check out our website at top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with a link to our uh, email, top5report at gmail.com. You can interact with the show there. Hit us up on uh, our social media. That works, too. We are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Um, please, uh, if you subscribe to us in any of those places, you won't miss a single episode. But you will also um, be able to leave us a review, which uh, we love the five stars. But, you know, we also understand criticism because it helps us get better. And it makes the words we say feel important. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Uh, Peter? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre, and that's where I'll be showing you how I'm going to make these followers disappear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, well, that brings us to another episode, and uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Uh, for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And uh, have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening.